welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm Michael Morey. And I'm Missy Lonsinger. And this week we're here to talk about uh, Cobra Kai Season 5. Um, we've talked about every season so far, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. So it's the fifth season in Cobra Kai, which is a continuation of the Karate Kid films. Um, and where we are in the story now is that... Uh, Terry Silver has officially taken over Cobra Kai and is franchising it across the valley and ultimately wants to franchise it across the world. Uh, <laughs> he has framed Crease for assault uh, and taken over the dojo. And now Daniel and Johnny and Amanda and Chosen, who he has flown in from, from Okinawa, Japan, have to uh, join forces to... Do a grassroots Miyagi Do uh, to take down Silver once and for all. And hijinks ensue. Also, Miguel ran away to Mexico at the end of last season, but that's resolved after two episodes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yep. That's that's where we're at uh, <laughs> with it. Um, we'll get into more specifics, but that's the high level overview of what the season is about. Uh, but what did you guys think about Cobra Kai season five? Missy, we'll start with you. Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> it was it was good. Um, I was not a big fan when it started, uh, predominantly because when it was like what like the main um, conflict was that Silver wanted, <laughs> wanted to start dojos all over the world or whatever. I was just like, what is this shit? It was like it was so cartoony um, that I was like, "Is this what this whole season's gonna be?" But I mean, it did pick up and get better. Um, at the end of the day, it's like I had to keep reminding myself, "This is Cobra Kai. I'm not like watching some like Emmy-ridden like HBO series with really great writers. It's Cobra Kai, which is still fine." So it was entertaining. It's a good season of Cobra Kai, um, but yeah, that's that's about. It's about it. It's like good good popcorn show to watch is, is Cobra Kai for this one. So yeah, not a ton. Yeah, Mike, what did you think? Well, overall, I kind of thought this was one of the stronger seasons. I kind of have a general conception that the odd-numbered seasons are the good ones and the even ones are kind of the weaker oh, ones. Oh, interesting. Uh, and this is definitely as good as season three. Season three, I really liked. I think I maybe even liked this more than season three. This might be my favorite since oh, the wow. first one. Uh, obviously, yes, it went insane. Uh, you have to just destroy all real world logic <laughs> involved in this. Everyone just speaks in karate, and you know, karate <laughs> solves all. So it's like so just you know solves all issues um there's there's nothing else that drives anyone's lives other than karate so well, once you get <laughs> so the funny thing is, like if you, if you know anyone who's super into martial arts you know the point of learning martial arts is so that you never have to use it right mm-hmm. and, and this is the exact opposite of that <laughs> they're just constantly using it yeah um and it's the primary driver of all of their lives so once you get past that um, <laughs> which, you know, admittedly is a big hurdle if you're trying to look for realism in your shows. Uh, it's actually a, a really fun season. Um, it almost could have served as a series finale if they just added on like mm-hmm. another 10 or 15 minutes of epilogue to it. Yeah. Yep. Because a lot of the characters get rounded out. They kind of see their finales, of their, their, of their character arcs. 
Uh, they a lot of the plot threads involving, especially you know Terry Silver, have resolved now. But a lot of the long running beefs between characters have been solved. Most people are on the same team. Almost all of them are on the same team, basically. And so there's only a few plot strands left to go and tackle another season, and that's what we seem to be promised. They said that they had a six-season arc planned a long time ago, and I think they're going to stick with it. But I found it very satisfying to go and see some of these characters who have been kind of antagonists to each other finally go and resolve their differences Mm -hmm. and end up on the same side. So it was very cathartic in a lot of ways. And in general... uh, you know, I think you're seeing some of the older cast that can't really pull off some of the martial arts stuff as well. But there's still some satisfying fights in there. Uh, the kids picked up a lot of the slack, especially this season. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I think that like you're finally at a stage now where the kids really can carry a lot of the show, which is good. Uh, and they've come into their own. It was nice to go and see... Uh, Robbie and Miguel kind of put aside their beef yeah. finally. That was that was satisfying, you know, along with like Tori and and Danny's daughter Sam and all that stuff. So overall, um, I really enjoyed it, and I think you know there's obviously always some qualms about it, but I thought it was a pretty well balanced season. I wasn't actually ever that bored the way sometimes like the mid season lulls kind of get you in some of these shows. Yeah. Mm. And uh, overall, I walked away feeling pretty positive about this season. And I liked it quite a bit. I loved this season a lot. I think it might wow. be my favorite season of Cobra Kai. I yeah. really liked it. I yeah. was really, really entertained start to finish. Uh, it just, despite the older actors having uh, some issues <laughs> getting around uh, in the fight scenes, I thought it looked more polished than it ever has. Yeah. Um, I thought the editing was a lot tighter than it has ever been. Like It just feels like the whole creative team stepped up their game as far as like the look and feel of the show it just it's paced a lot punchier uh pun intended i guess <laughs> um and it just like it keeps moving like there's a good sense of momentum throughout the season and even yeah. like even in episodes where i was like ah what are we doing here by the end of the episode i was i had my answer right so like mm-hmm. the way the season starts i was like ah they don't really know what to do with tori but it turns out they were playing like a slow burn with tori yeah so like by the time i got to the the episode where it was revealed she's been secretly uh visiting crease and like getting advice from him about how to take down cobra kai from the inside i was like oh you did know what you were doing with tori you were just kind of slow playing it got it like that mm-hmm. recontextualizes all the other stuff we've seen with her cuz she was being like kind of weird at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, and we kind of didn't know why. Like, we sort of had a vibe about why, but not really. And so that reveal happened in the exact episode where I started it. And I was like, this is good, but they don't know what they're doing with this character anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And same thing with, like, even with Crease after a certain point. Like, his, especially the way the last episode begins, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then by the end of it, it there's a twist on it that I, I really liked. Um and we'll get to that, I'm sure, along the way. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought some of the kids leveled up their acting skills a, yeah. a little bit. Um, they they, they go, go for it more with the emotionality than they ever have. And they, like, they sell it pretty well. Um, the whole Miguel in Mexico thing they wrote at the end of last season. And you can tell that they wrote it because he was going to be in the Blue Beetle movie. <clears throat> so they needed something to... Um, right around his filming schedule but Mm. he's a major part of this season more than he was last season even yeah Um, yeah yeah i I think it's like kind of the biggest role he's had in quite a while actually mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i actually really appreciated that because this started as like the johnny and miguel story right right and so Mm. to kind of recenter 
it back on Miguel and Johnny a little bit even, I think went a long way with my enjoyment of this season. And then even though this season ends in a way that this could have been the season finale, I think that now that Terry's out of the way and we can center back in on Crease being the main threat, yeah. I think a sixth season will actually be pretty good or has the potential at least to be pretty good if they do it right, which my confidence is at an all-time high in this team right now. So yeah. I'm hoping that they're able to stick the landing because it, it it didn't seem like they should have a sixth season. And then in the final moments of season five, they were like, they completely justified why I would want to watch season six and watch nice. that arc finish itself up so yeah i think it's a really good season of television they also only added one character which mm -hmm. last season they added a billion characters yeah. <laughs> um so i mean i guess they added a couple new senseis and stuff but yeah as far as kids go they added one new kid that actually like has a meaningful arc and i think that helped a lot too mm -hmm. yeah then, i agree yeah. I think I think they they showed a little bit of restraint on the character front, which was a good call because yeah, last season it did not balance the characters very well at all. Versus this one, I felt like generally I got a little bit of everybody exactly when I needed them or wanted mm -hmm. them, and there wasn't there wasn't like long stretches where I was feeling where did this character go? Like they disappeared from the plot for a little bit or whatever. I mean, Crease they kind of intentionally withhold from you for a while, right. and that was a good call. You know, yeah. um, and, and so like, they still sometimes, you know, we go in with whole characters for a little while. Um, but they like we kind of leave people out of it just long enough for you to miss them and then bring them back at the appropriate time, which I liked. Yeah. And and I agree, like as far as Miguel goes, um, what's the actor's name? Is it Yolo or Zolo? The actress at Maradona? I think it's uh, Zolo. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think his best season of acting. Um, yeah. And he's consistently been, I think, one of the strongest of the young actors. I also, because I am not a Sam apologist in the slightest, no. uh, I think she's one of the weakest of the young actors. And I actually didn't hate her as much. Which yeah, is she wasn't terrible praise. this season. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. Was, she was pretty likable. I liked her in this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I was uh, telling Jordan while I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, this actress is, is horrible. She's a horrible young actor. And I couldn't find examples of it because every time she was on screen, she was actually pretty good. I was like, well, yeah. I'm happy to be proved wrong in that sense. <clears throat> I feel like they also figured out what to do with that character because for a yeah. while it was just like she was there and she was conflicted. And that yeah. was like, like she was, was very it. like, yeah, she was just kind of this like thematic blob yeah. that they didn't really know what to do with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she yeah. she was better. All the kids were great. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, in generally they kind of figured out what to do with most of the cast pretty well. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. There weren't there weren't like a lot of people who were kind of left to the side. I mean, I guess Hawk was kind of left to the side more this season, mm. but he went through like a lot of stuff. Some yeah. of the other ones. So I think I think it was okay for him to kind of take more of a backseat this one. Uh, but you know, I think. Danny, for example, was given like a good arc in terms of kind of dealing with his residual issues with Terry Silver and kind of going a little off the rails before pulling himself back. Um, you know, and, and then Johnny going through his father's stuff and exemplified through um, both Miguel and Robbie, but then also like an incoming baby. All that stuff I thought was like pretty good stuff for these characters to deal with that were like fitting with those characters and their demons. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, and all the kids, uh, I, I think that they saw good resolutions to a lot of their issues with each other there weren't so many like misunderstandings that were happening i guess the biggest misunderstanding was miguel was going to go and give what like the necklace or whatever oh, yeah. the hell like to sam and he kind of misinterprets things or you know whatever like but some of that stuff was not as soapy it felt like as other seasons and they kind of 
resolved a lot of their issues. You know, you have Miguel and Robbie kind of just fight each other and they get over their fight, like their beef from the last mm-hmm. couple seasons, which was satisfying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously Tori uh, gets taken from like one place uh, where she's kind of distrustful of Cobra Kai and she kind of feels like she's not a legitimate winner and she's working with Crease and all that. And then she gets to a place where um, obviously she switches sides finally. And so all that stuff, um, they generally gave, you know, when this is what, eight or nine characters that we can think of, um, mm-hmm. pretty good arcs that seemed like they fit and they weren't being stretched out unnecessarily to generally, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was nice actually, I thought to have the Mexico stuff, for example, wrap up in two episodes. I was kind of dreading yeah. that taking much longer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it gets like right back into the action and then adding you know, chosen to the mix also and giving him a little something to work with and, adding that new dynamic of like an, an adult character for all the other characters to go and bounce off of was yeah. real fun. Like his character was a, a big highlight to me anyway. He was great. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And that was nice because um, I, I agree with you guys. I, I feel like they do have a better sense of who their characters are. And my fear with chosen being introduced is that bouncing off of character stuff that they wouldn't know because he's only going to be in here for like a season or two, like that it wouldn't have worked or they wouldn't have known, but they, they knew how to write for him immediately and they fit right in like a fucking puzzle piece. It was great. Yeah. He's really good. And then they like, they even figured out what to do with some of the side characters. Like, you know, the cousins have like more to do and they're not just like, I'm Italian. Like yeah. that was their, that I mean, was they were still deal. pretty cartoony, but yeah. Oh yeah. But they like, they, they figured, they figured out how to lean into it in a really nice way. Whereas before they felt like just like weird ballast on the episodes they were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they were just there a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like they give them a little bit to do. They give, you know, uh, you cut out for a second there. So I don't know if you mentioned this, but like Amanda finally has something to do besides comment on how ridiculous everything is. Yeah, right. no, I, I didn't mention that, but I was going to bring her up. Yeah. They gave her more to do too, which I appreciated. Yeah. And like, she's still like kind of not sold on it, but also not like relentlessly making fun of everything happening. So like the fact that it's because this, ep- this show gets, so ridiculous in everything else grounding the characters more than they ever have been mm-hmm. really went a long way this season because it yeah. went off the rails like on the scale of like how big fast and furious got they did the going to space of what cobra kai would do <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah real damn close to that i agree <laughs> yeah and yeah. like it works way better for some reason um i was invest. it's it's such a fascinating show to me because every decision they made in the larger story was insane bonkers like, yep. actually batshit crazy but yeah, i was so invested like i just i went along with it and totally unironically like i was hyped at the right moments i was sad for these characters when they were going through the most ridiculous shit possible it was really really interesting to kind of see how far they could push this and still make me care and be really invested in everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah. And I think it just goes and shows that as long as you care about the characters, you're willing to go and put up with a lot. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, when you go and boil it down to a plot synopsis, like you were doing at the beginning of this podcast, they're fighting over the soul of the valley in kids' karate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the, the, the ultimate goal is to take over the world with dojos yep. yeah <laughs> you know, and, and this guy who's a multi-millionaire if not i don't know hundreds of millions of dollars in the form of terry silver like his one life goal is just 
open up dojos now that that's all he's obsessed with it's freaking insane but well and the funny thing is too like we're all alive in 2022 one (laughs) i don't know i can count on one hand the amount of people i know who are into martial arts right and i need zero fingers to tell you which one of them do karate right it's all mma it's brazilian jiu-jitsu now like that's the dominant style yeah right have That's you seen any thinking. karate gangs running around either? Uh, yeah, exactly. Or B- BJJ gangs? Like, there's no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I was like, which? What kids are like flocking to do this? When like Amanda would get all up in arms, she's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna take over like the souls of these children." I'm like, "Who? Which kids?" <laughs> Apparently, all of them. And and so that's yeah. the thing. It, it's it's insane, but. I buy into the characters' dramas and uh, I'm like what they're going through because I care about them, A. But also, like, they still represent real concerns. You know, obviously, it's being sent through the prism of something ridiculous. But, you know, the sense of, like, we got all, generational trauma is definitely, like, a big part of this oh, show. Yeah. You know, obviously, the, the pain that we've inflicted on each other and then how it ripples through our, the preceding, I mean, the following generation, um, all that kind of stuff is is really important and relevant and so like you know even danny and um his wife's like marital issues which could have been kind of corny and like could have been kind of eye roll the eye roll worthy was done fairly well and it gets i really like that yeah because you know i mean like it comes from obviously a ridiculous place of these karate senseis fighting each other but you know it's it's something that real couples go through and um they they don't just like arrive at a like a safe conclusion or to keep keep that relationship um intact for cheesy reasons but they found like they found like a good way to have them have issues but then also get past it yeah well and they also they did it in a very realistic way as realistic as that could possibly happen but like you know daniel for the last couple seasons is like since terry has shown up has been like hey this guy like tortured me Mm -hmm. even more than crease and johnny like this guy's like a true like evil incarnate type of guy and amanda was like this is ridiculous it's karate and then she goes and visits her sister right mm-hmm, is that her right. sister mm-hmm. and uh, then the sister cousin i think i think she's like a cousin, cousin. Yeah. okay mm-hmm. but she's the lady from, from karate, karate kid three. three and so she's like no i was there like he's right like he and so like a lot of times you know it takes that outside perspective Mm-hmm. to really put things into perspective for you even though like your partner may be telling you exactly what that i mean she didn't really tell her anything differently but the way she said it like as an outsider was like no i was there and like it was yeah. really bad like he's he's as evil as daniel is saying he is mm-hmm. like it was it took that outside perspective from someone in freaking ohio to say right. that and like uh for amanda to be like oh okay so i should take this a lot more seriously and then she acts completely differently when she gets back and like it was nice to have that little arc with her because she had also kind of become this character who's just like shows up and is like, this is ridiculous. Just so you know, like to kind of be that steam release valve for the audience. Who's like, this is ridiculous. Right. And then she shows up and she's like, we know it's ridiculous. And then does her own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I will say also to add on to that, that you know, we've been commenting on kind of the more soap opera y aspects of the show, but they didn't have her go and like break up with Danny and then like start making out with Johnny or you know, right. something yeah. like, like you know, like they came up with like realistic issues for these characters to kind of fight or squabble or have a spat over, but they didn't go in the most ridiculous direction that could have gone. You know, they didn't have Johnny go and cheat on, you know, his his on Miguel's mom with some with like his ex or something. Like there's a lot of things that they could have done with this show that they actually avoid doing, which I 
applaud them for. They could they could create a lot of more drama, a lot more mm-hmm. ridiculousness if they wanted to. But the only ridiculous part about it is just the dojo stuff. Like the human yeah. interest part of it is actually still like very grounded. And so I, I give them credit for keeping it on that track. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the the character stuff, like you guys have been saying, like that, it is the best stuff. Uh, like I, I loved everything with Crease. This was, man, a season mm. for him with his therapy stuff and yeah. down to like the very last few episodes with him. Uh, and I agree, the way that they handled the actual relationships uh, felt really good. I was so glad that Carmen was actually pregnant because I was just sitting there like, I'm going to be so pissed when it's like, ooh, Johnny has to think about what he would do if he was yep. a father only for us to find out that yep. she's not pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I was really pleased that she is. All that stuff was great. It's like, I liked the season in spite of the batshit karate stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The suspension yeah. of disbelief for that, it was just, man, they were taking a chainsaw to my willing suspension of disbelief for this entire sure. season. I'm like, there's only so much I can shove aside and pretend like <laughs> <laughs> this is plausible. <laughs> well, it, no. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, with just the crease stuff in itself, I mean, man, that character is so good. Like, Martin <laughs> Cove is. is, like, so He's good. He's and, so uh, good. Like, like, and it's really hard to go and make like a villain who's been deposed from power because I mean, basically Terry Silver up upstaged him and beat him last season, and you know was the main villain this season. But to go and take a character who's like kind of the former main villain and still make him compelling and mm-hmm. like an, an interesting threat, and then bring him back to prominence, like you know, kind of what they're seemingly promising um, with the next yeah. season, <clears throat> is is a pretty like incredible feat because it's hard to go and take a guy who gets like beaten so many times in various ways and and still make him like a credible compelling threat yeah, yeah they go ahead oh, go for it oh i was just gonna say they made him like karate hannibal which was cool yeah. like yeah it was cool like when amanda was like i mean there's someone we could go to and everyone was like what the fuck i was like yeah. no way this is awesome like i'm really excited mm. about this and then his interaction with um Johnny and Daniel in the prison and like yeah Daniel tricking him into thinking he got his lawyer's number and he signs so a good. note that says no mercy motherfucker it was just like yeah, yeah this is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah well and you know yeah. tying into that twist where Tori you know is revealed to be like his informant or whatever on the inside but and withholding him was a good move like his relationship with Tori is very interesting I enjoy that it's it's kind of like this weird he's trying to make up for his relationship with johnny type thing and kind of maybe leading her down the same path but he feels a little bit of regret about it it's it's just really interesting character stuff from him well i was gonna say he also has one of the most like uh complex and like most depth to his character mm-hmm. as far as like silver like yeah he's a bad guy but it's like the motivation for why he wants the whole world to do karate and all this shit was so like dumb but with crease it's like i believe everything that they've given him so far like and he's not one dimensional like he yes mm-hmm. he is still an evil guy which we're seeing at his core but you still see the levels of humanity in his relationship with Tori, even if he was trying to manipulate her and, you know, in his own experiences. So it's like they really fleshed him out and got, I mean, he's such a great actor. So I agree. He's just really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, right. So there's this line. It's one of my favorite lines in the whole season where like Terry comes in and talks to Daniel and, uh, one of the cousins is like, what did that giant Bond villain want? (laughs) <laughs> and uh it made me laugh really hard because he's just a bond villain like he mm-hmm. he goes and 
<laughs> he goes and hires these other senseis, and one of them has a fucking eye patch. So good. And I was like, are you serious? Um, that really made me laugh. That the the eye patch sensei really made me laugh. And he doesn't do mm-hmm. anything until the last episode. No, nope. he, hey, he has an eye patch. <laughs> Um, but he just is a Bond villain. And uh, Mike, you and I were texting last night that like that was a jokey line. But that guy who plays Terry Silver would be an amazing Bond villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really great at j- that just like kind of pure evil for the sake of evil rich guy. Mm-hmm. Smarmy character. evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But Martin Cove is really great at the kind of down on his luck, evil to prove something type of bad guy. He's like a he's way scrappier than Terry Silver is, right? Because he's had to yeah. he's had to fight a lot more um, to to kind of prove himself a little bit. He hasn't you know had the world handed to him on a silver platter the way Silver has, and like they just kind of nail those looks too. Like they they just mm-hmm. look like those type of guys mm-hmm. in general. But Martin Cove, when he's speaking. He has this twinkle in his eye that's the most untrustworthy thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Like every time you're talking, you're trying to figure out what his motive actually is. And it's just like it's perfect villain uh, performing the way he does it. And like also because of it, because he's got that little twinkle in his eye, you kind of root for him sometimes. Like when his back's back's really against the ropes, like with... uh, when he's dealing with that guy who's kind of his bully, like you kind of want to watch him, how he's going to get one over on him and like turn him into the the guy who's like, yes, sensei. (laughs) And like, and he tries to flex on Daniel and Johnny where he's like, you guys want some jello? And he calls the guy over and he immediately walks (laughs) over. Um, And I think they actually did a really great job circumventing Martin Cove's uh, physical Mm -hmm. limitations in that scene by having him think about when he was younger and having the, his son come in and do it. Like, I was like, oh, that's really smart, actually. Yeah. Because that means, like, that puts us in the character's head, which we've been doing for a lot of this episode already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they did a good job leading up to that with the therapy scene, too. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel like it was out of place yeah. either. And that scene was also compelling. They mm-hmm. did a lot of good stuff with him. It, even leading to the ridiculousness of him escaping. That thing was earned. <laughs> like, I, I was, yeah. I was like, fist pumping, like, yes. Yep. <laughs> when he yep. stabbed, I was like, shit. And then I was like, oh, man. Like, they actually did get me with that one. I was like, yeah. I, well, cool. So i when he got stabbed at the beginning of the last episode i was like "Mm, i know this is not the show where he dies like i Mm. know this is not the type of show that will just kill him but i kind of hope they grow a pair and do that because i really like the idea of even though he's put in this work like i really like the kind of like cynicism of it being too little too late for him Mm. where he Mm. just dies this like incarcerated bitter sad lonely old man Mm-hmm. with nothing to show for like the evil he's inflicted upon these these people over the years but i was like i know that's not what they're gonna do with this character so it's, i'm gonna be really annoyed when he lives through this stabbing and then the way they reveal it at the end i was like let's go <laughs> like i was so <laughs> yeah. hyped at like two in the morning this morning yes. watching it like they they totally earned that like you said mike like i was just so so excited about like that's how it turned out like watching him escape and then the promise of like oh he's back and he's gonna yep. be 
on a warpath next season. Like, oh yeah, I, he's gonna have I'm an so edge. Excited. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, and yeah. it feels fresh still because like mm-hmm. it's so easy. Like you were saying with him being kind of like cartoony, like Hannibal, where it's like we get it. It's the same bad guy who's in jail who we have to keep going back. Well, I mean, he hasn't mm-hmm. been in jail the whole time, but it's like right. you can only refresh a storyline so many times with a villain, but it still feels interesting with him because they're still trying new little things. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to have him back. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to see where it goes because obviously he needs to have a real final confrontation with Johnny. Like that's yeah, what everything is leading up to, and that's the reason why you know you can't be completely satisfied with this season being the end of it all because you just need to have that final reconciliation or whatever form it's going to take between them. And uh, I'm interested to see how they go and pull that off because he's such a, like an unrepentant asshole, but he also yeah. kind of seems like he has the, the capability for redemption. Mm-hmm. And the show has done such a good job of obviously, I mean, the whole premise of the show has been redeeming former assholes. That's the character of Johnny right there. That's what it started yeah. with. And so I want to see them try to pull this off. Like, I'm really interested to see how they can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool the way they reflected that kind of dynamic between like Robbie and the rest of the Eagle Fang crew and like mm-hmm. Yeah, like even like even then like you know they kind of did the the Johnny Daniel thing with them where they resolved their stuff like uh Robbie and Miguel re- resolved their stuff so Miguel has to go to bat for Robbie constantly throughout the season in the eyes of the other Eagle Fang members yep. and it makes a lot of sense because like there's that line where they're talking about who was the bigger asshole and Eli's just like, Fine, we, you're both ex-assholes. Like, I don't know what right. to tell you. Let's move on from <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think they did a really smart thing in terms of how they plotted things where, you know, Terry Silver is kind of the one guy who can't be redeemed in this show. Mm-hmm. He's just such such an, like an, an asshole that you just can't. And so they've dealt with him. They dealt with like kind of what is ultimately, I think in the grand scheme of things, kind of the ultimate big bad of this show. But now yeah. they have a season to deal with like wrap up and an epilogue with the character like of Kreese, for example, who has some path of redemption. And so I think that next season can be smaller stakes in some ways. I mean, they're probably going to have the world t- tournament or whatever they're d- mm-hmm. participating in, which I guess will be, big stakes in one sense but they kind of dealt with like the karate taking over the valley or the world type stuff um this season so they can kind of be smaller scale in terms of like what their actual personal stakes are in this Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i know that's a good point with all the batshit karate stuff that happened this one i mean it would be kind of a breath of fresh air to have like you said kind of tie up the loose ends with their actual character plot lines which will be i think really good and they're just focused on a tournament instead of trying to shut down opposing Joe dojos or stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's really neat actually the way they did this season because of how they blew it out to this huge scale, like to the, like literally feels like a James Bond villain plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like control the media, control the world, control the karate, control the world. <laughs> so right. dumb. And, like, it gets into this thing where, like, Chosen and Terry have this, like, samurai fight in a fountain. Uh, yes! <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Watch, and then Johnny has to use the power of love to fight off every other sensei that he's hired. Um, <laughs> there's It's like this multi-level, like, the kids are fighting. Uh, the adults are just assaulting the kids now. Um, it's, they're, they're old enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. And so it's this like high level ridiculous stuff 
But but the way like it gets that way, and then as soon as all that stops, we go right back to the ground with them, and it feels like the next season like it it had to get that big in order mm-hmm. to ground the next season in Cove or not uh, Crease getting his groove back essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so in general. I- I felt like the end of last season or last season was kind of creaky, but it set up some good stuff for this season. You know, when they brought back chosen mm-hmm. and they hinted mm-hmm. toward that. And and I remember being like, okay, I wasn't so great on this season, but I felt pretty good about the next one, which is the one that we're reviewing. And now mm-hmm. I feel like this season also has got the potential to set up some great stuff for next. So I'm feeling pretty like confident on this show right now. I, I think this really is, ironically, you know, coming from something I didn't care about um, as a property at all, one of the best 80s type revivals out mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, credit to all the actors, the returning cast, MJ, you know, you, you and I were talking in a text message. A lot of these adult um, actors, the original cast members of the the movies, they got, they were underappreciated and shafted by Hollywood. And this is their big redemption moment, man. This is, this is awesome to see like some of them come out and uh, just, you know, deal with this material and, and chew it and like just act their asses off with some of the stuff. It's, yeah. it's a pleasure to see them. Yeah. yeah I mean, th- it's oh, go ahead. I was going to say just on that note, it, that is definitely something that I think uh, shouldn't be sort of uh, overlooked is the fact, like you were saying that these adult actors are coming back from this franchise and it can be so easy for it to be super like hokey and like as a wink and a nod. Cause we're referring Remember to this, this? like, cor- yeah, but they're, I mean, they're taking it seriously and they're working with it and it's good. Like, I love it. I've loved each time uh, that they've handled any kind of flashback or character coming yep. in, especially as somebody who wasn't like a huge fan of the, that series. And I'm not as familiar. Like it, doesn't feel i think we talked about it with mandalorian or something when they would kind of try to shove in stuff from like clone wars mm-hmm. and how it can be kind of like who the hell is this uh but they yeah, like they handle right it here. really well yeah exactly so uh yeah just on that note yeah i, I appreciate the actors that they are bringing in they think they're handling that in a way that could have been done super poorly but it's done pretty well yeah and they're all good too like the they yeah. they, fi- they have all found these like cool little nooks and crannies within these characters that make them feel like they've been alive for this entire time you know like they Mm -hmm. all the characters one fit these actors like gloves it's ridiculous but Mm -hmm. two like they have been able to through their performance like find like where they've been the last 40 years right like i don't have a question about what anyone's been up to from karate kid one or two or three Mm -hmm. to today like i know exactly what they're doing um or what they did between now and the start of cobra kai so that's like that's hard to do like it's You know, I mean, we've seen so many of these things fail uh, at what have they been up to for 30 years, you know? And they they just seem like frozen in place since the last time we saw them or something. Mm -hmm. And and that that's not very satisfying. I mean, Johnny's kind of frozen in place in the sense of like his mentality from the eighties is like right. the same, but like he obviously he's, he's been through a lot of crap in his adult life. It's not just like he's been doing karate as a kid for the last 40 years or something like that. He's lived the life. He's had a kid. He's had a relationship that failed all these kind of yeah. things. And so, yeah, you, you get the sense these people actually lived lives in between the movies and, and you can fill in the blanks, which is cool. Yeah, his feels like like an appropriate state of arrested development. But even mm-hmm. then, like you were saying, you can see the effects, even if his mentality kind of stayed as a young man. You very clearly see it on him physically. You see it in the way that he acts like he's still a person that's gone through the same amount of time that we have since these movies come out mm-hmm. or like came out. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, and also, like, he does want to, like, he's not going to change totally. Like, he's still going to be into, like, 80s hit rock and, like, Googling babes or whatever. But, like, he, like, he clearly wants to try to be a better dude in general. Like, he, when he finds out Carmen is pregnant, like, he baby-proofs that. Like, he goes crazy baby-proofing the house. It was great. It's really good characterization. (laughs) Like, it's just a really, like... But he's doing it without even compromising who he is. Like, he doesn't, like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, he's, like, a sensitive guy now. Like, he's still Johnny, but he's a Johnny that wants to be grown-up Johnny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very sweet. Well, and that's something else I just want to touch on um, is I thought the season was pretty funny. And the humor humor stayed true to the characters. Like, there's some types of humor that it just feels like a betrayal of the character. Like, you just, like, ruin this character at the expense of a joke. And the joke might be really Mm. good, but at the same time, you're like, but that is, like, that's something that a character would really say or do. But Well, that's because Taika Waititi didn't write this season. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that is a perfect example of it, right? Um, You know, you go and reduce, like, Thor to just, like, this bimbo or, you know, himbo, I guess is what they call him. Yeah. Um, and he, um, this does not happen in uh, the Cobra Kai. I feel like all the characters, they, they joke and they act and they're funny in ways that are true to themselves. And mm-hmm. I remember like just being really entertained with a lot of like the situations in this season when other seasons that had gotten kind of more serious in other places, I think this one maintained a pretty good level of humor throughout. Um, and I mean, obviously knew when appropriately to pull back from that, but I thought this was like one of the more entertaining seasons from that point of view as well. Yeah, and the on that note, like the writing, I agree. It's like um, it's it's not like the best writing on television you're gonna find, obviously. But no. it's also like I nothing annoys me more than hearing a writer writing, like coming out of the character's mouth. Like if yeah. I'm hearing, if I'm seeing a character speak, but I'm hearing a screenwriter, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Nobody in life talks <laughs> like that. Like, do you this- not like Aaron Sorkin? Uh, see, I'm I'm very mixed bag on him. I love Social Network. I think we've talked about this, but I. I, I, I don't know. I recognize his talent, but I'm annoyed by how precious he is with his own writing. Uh, I, depending on the film, I really don't care to hear mm. what he asked, what his characters have to say. So he's like a mixed bag for me. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it, it really just depends. Um, but in a lot of cases, it's like, like I said, I, I don't want to see a character's mouth move and a screenwriter's voice come out. And yeah. everybody does feel very lived in in the way that they speak and joke. And it's true to the characters that they've set up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. The, the writing for that and the jokes were were great. Except for maybe the, the Uber Eats thing or whatever. I really like that. Was a, that. <laughs> see, that was a little too sticky for me. I'm like, come on. He's like, he's not that stupid. He's he's pretty, like, unaware, I guess. But some of that was getting a little, like, clownish for me. Yeah. I don't know. It just made me laugh how antagonistic he was to everyone he picked up and delivered to. It made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There might, there might be like one or two of those types of jokes that maybe pushes the line a little too much. I'll grant you that. But it, yeah. it, it made me laugh, so I was, I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, it, it goes on a little too long because it's right, it's right on the heels of the montage yeah. of him baby-proofing the house, right? I think that's right. what it was for me because it's like, I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, he yeah. sucks at Ubering. <laughs> he's, not, he's not able to do this. Yeah, yeah, that that might be fair, but um, in general, I, I just felt like they understood these characters' voices pretty yeah. well this season. And uh, Missy, just say one thing that um, you've been saying, or just to address one thing that you've been saying, and I don't think you probably disagree with this. I agree, this isn't like world class, like high caliber writing in one sense, but it's good. It's really good for what it is. Like it knows yeah. what it is, and. That's like it, it stays in its lane and it does it really, really, really well. It's you know, very and, good meat and potatoes ass TV writing. Yeah, correct. I 
I would absolutely agree with that because I was thinking of that when you guys were talking. It's like this is still it's good fun television to watch. I and I think the reason that I wasn't as like in love with it as you guys were is I've been on more of a streak of like as we were talking about earlier i've been watching like a lot of the sopranos and a lot of mm. like Prestige really kind of television yeah that's i i was reluctant to use that word but if you use it then i feel like it's okay so it's like that's been kind of what i've been watching more um and so i went into this with i'm sure part of my my perspective being a little like i'm i'm so used to watching things that were very meticulously constructed and like aiming for emmys um and so i was like oh yeah i forget the writing's not as good but then if you like go into like you said what it is which is, I mean, at the end of the day, a show about karate, which yeah. should be just stupid. And and it's not. You have these really great characters that we're able to talk about. So I, I do agree. And, and this is still a good show. Um, it does what it's supposed to do really, really well. Meat and potatoes is a great way to describe it. It's not yeah. like filet mignon, but it's damn good meat and potatoes. I just like, especially the more TV we, re- we review on this show, it... <clears throat> It's just such a hard medium to write for, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't, I, like, I can understand writing a movie, right? Like, not even a franchise movie, just a, a drama of just two people talking for two hours and then everything is solved, right? Like, he, last week we talked about everything everywhere all at once and how that's, like, a, kind of a complicated movie thematically and, the, and its execution and stuff. But I understand how you could get there with that movie, right? Because, like, everything wraps up by the end, too. Yeah. Um, but with TV, like, I was just like, I don't, how do you begin to tell a hundred hour story? I don't understand that. Like, I, yeah. I really can't wrap my head around it. And like, how do you do that and keep everything moving, keep all those plates spinning and keep it interesting for the entire runtime? Like, yeah, there's not, there's some episodes of Cobra Kai that aren't as good as others and yeah. there's some seasons that aren't as good as others. I mean, I was practically out on the show after this last season. I really didn't like this last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like they've kept the momentum of the story going and it seems like it knows where it's going and it's known where it's going for a while. So it yeah. seems like they came up with like, okay, this is where we're going to start. This is where we're going to end. And we're going to take six years to do that. Like how, what? yeah that's yeah. a magic trick to me as far as i'm concerned no it's a yeah. good point i i listen to like a lot of the podcasts i listen to are about tv shows and so just hearing how a like tenuous of a grasp they ever have on any kind of certainty that mm-hmm. they're going to have another season that yeah. their pilots are going to get like picked up and even like if they have another season promised i mean with cw this last year dropping like everything it's like you really do have to kind of give it your all while also mm-hmm. simultaneously trying to allow for more which is got to be like yeah. you said that's like an impossible task but they do it really well where it's like if this had been the last season it could have done it it wouldn't have been probably as satisfying as what we're hopefully going to get with this last one but they could have done it because they do it well they know how to kind of hedge everything in in a way that it's like we can wrap this up but we also might not which is hard i'm assuming to do yeah i agree with you i think it's really hard to kind of put everything you've got into a season but then also withhold something for another season that you're not right. sure you're gonna get and and to kind of continually do that season after season there's some shows obviously that are out there where they're by you know their 10th season and you could tell that they could have ended a while ago but they're yeah. just oh, getting yeah. renewed and everybody wants a paycheck so they're continuing with it but this I actually do feel like there is uh an arc to all of this that this is building and leading towards something and yeah to have that kind of follow through over six years of television 
it's pretty incredible. You know, we talked about how making a good movie is a small miracle, but making a great TV show is an even bigger miracle. Yeah. yeah. Just to muster that kind of consistency and balance, balance all those characters, balance all the humor on an episode by episode basis. No one to go and drop the drama and the dramatic reveals and mm -hmm. all that is just extremely difficult to do for any length of time. And MJ, you were just mentioning how they're really, it's really good television writing mm -hmm. in the sense mm -hmm. of there are like specific goals that get accomplished in episodes and they're episodes that might actually kind of revolve around certain themes or certain characters and they resolve themselves within that episode while contributing to the larger arc. And that's such a contrast to some of the other television that we occasionally review on this show where you can just tell it's this movie plot that's been d expanded mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. filler and then divided into six parts or 10 parts or whatever. Yeah. This I is mean not that. Yeah, this is I not mean, this is not just like some movie that's been split into ten episodes. It's like yeah. there's actual things being accomplished in each episode. It's an episodic thing that tells a larger story. There's a difference mm -hmm. between those two. Yeah, I mean, there's I I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ninety percent of TV shows need to be movies. Like I, yeah, I think that the the amount of TV shows that justify the multi season length is minuscule um serialized episodic is a different like, thing like like, like you're like you're streaming serialized show yes yeah. absolutely yeah. correct yeah like i i don't know i i even for as much as i liked uh haunting of hill house it could have been a movie and accomplished the same goals i think just as effectively um yeah that's so fair. i don't like i don't think that that's necessarily always a bad thing um but then like something like breaking bad or even stranger things like i you know for as much as i don't like the length of those last seasons episodes i think that that's a show that has justified a multi-season runtime um sure yeah and so it's few and far between right like the the bears one that i think is depending on how second season goes could be um but even if it were just a limited series i think it justified itself as being like a 10 episode or 12 episode 30 minute I think 30 the other thing too is i think the amount of shows that justify a one hour episode length is also pretty yeah. minuscule too mm -hmm. um and uh yeah but cobra kai sticks with like a 30 to 48 minute episode length uh and i think it's more than justified it's multi-season arc like it it really digs deep into these characters and it's it's really, really smart in the ways it handles them and the ways it chooses to use them and introduce new characters when they need to, with the exception of last season. Um, but like even like Chosen, he could have been written out halfway through the season and still have been pretty satisfying. But I mm -hmm. love that he was there the whole time and like got stuff yeah. to do the entire time. He was yep. so fun. He was yeah. great. And even some of the additions from last season, like Kenny, for example, I didn't mm -hmm. really care for him the previous season, but I think they made him a little more compelling this season. I yep. think they figured out what to do with a lot of these characters more, and they they just had a clearer purpose throughout this entire season, and uh, you can see it. I just feel like the the whole flow and vibe of this season was just much quicker. I didn't feel like it was as much of a slog nope. um, as it <clears> was in previous ones. Yeah, I thinking of Kenny and then like I know we've been talking about Crease and stuff like it can be so easy for a lot of these characters to just become caricatures of themselves. 
and, and granted, like, Silver, I, I don't think, has a ton of depth uh, to his motivation apart from what it is. But, like, like thinking about Kenny, like, he could have just easily been, like, the little nerd who got picked on and is now the bad guy or bad kid. But mm-hmm. it's like they this season really did take its time to, to kind of break through some of those caricatures and actually make them people that we did care about, which was appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, like... Um... What's his name? Kyler? Is that his name? Kyler? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyler? Yeah. The Which one? Like the bully? The bully kid who kind of like takes Kyle under his wing. Uh, or Ke- Kenny, sorry. He takes Kenny mm. under his wing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like they have like that, the kind of leader follower thing. He's taken a backseat in this season compared to other ones. But like, I didn't feel like he was missing anything. Like, I didn't feel like they did anything wrong with him or anything bad or anything like that. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Um, so like a lot of these characters, um, that they, they've added over the years, I think that they've utilized better and, uh, it just goes Mm -hmm. and shows sometimes like you and I, MJ were pretty much, I don't remember what Missy's opinion was on last season, but I know we were kind of like out a little bit Mm -hmm. last season on this show and you can turn an entire show around with like a really good season. You know, like, it's not like a lost cause. Um, obviously I don't want this to go on too many more seasons. Now I feel like the end is in sight, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but you know, you don't have to like just abandon it or just say, Oh, now, now the show's crap forever. You can turn things around at any point. Um, you just have to have a clear vision of where you're going. And now I kind of maybe even appreciate the previous season a little bit more because mm-hmm. I see where they were going with things. And I mean, it didn't probably need to be as long as it was or done exactly the way it had been done. But I'm more appreciative now of it because I, I, I trust now that they kind of were willing to deliver on some of the stuff that they were setting up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, what did you guys think about Stingray this season? I was just I, thinking about him. I, I liked him. I thought he had a good little arc in this season, actually. Yeah, I liked uh, the Dungeons and Dragons stuff. That was fun. Yeah. And, you know, I think they kind of they justified some of his weirdness and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they kind of grounded it in something and uh, i i appreciate this show's willingness to go and bring back characters who you know generally he wasn't like a big part of last season really yeah. um except with the exception of you know him getting beaten up by terry and you know framing crease for it um uh, but i i like how they can bring back people after a couple seasons off because his last real real relevant season was what like season two um he he like made uh an interesting character and I'm glad that he was kind of pivotal toward, um, you know, solving the issue with Terry, but then also redeeming himself. I mean, I, I love redemption stories. So this was just one more mm-hmm. of them that I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. He, he could have easily been a joke character. Cause that's kind of what he was at first kind of, yeah. like, but it's, it's funny thinking about him and how they gave him more to do and, and kind of an important role. I mean, even to a lesser extent, penis breath, it's like somebody who is easily is like could have just been a joke, like a one-off joke, like oh, it's an older guy who's trying to join a dojo with kids, and then you got penis breath. Like they actually afford them something to do in the show, which is refreshing. But yeah, I, I liked Stingray in this. Yeah, I did too. Also, shout out to Paul Walter Hauser because like he was the star of a Clint Eastwood movie a couple years ago that got nominated for Oscars and stuff. Like <laughs> which they, one? Uh, Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they pushed him to get nominated for Best Actor. And, like, it's super cool that he's still down to come and do something that's kind of small yeah. potatoes comparatively to where... Like, he he was in Black Klansman, you know? Like, he was in these, like, movies that, like, Spike Lee made. And, like, 
right. got nominated for best picture and like he doesn't need cobra kai you know he's popular enough on his own but he like he shows up in a in an i think you should leave sketch in season two he shows up in cobra kai like it's i like an actor who's just like i want to do cool stuff no matter like mm-hmm. whether like if i want to do it you know yeah when it speaks to the show and how well it does like handle i mean i'm assuming the actors because the characters are handled well because like elizabeth shu was doing really well in the boys and like had no reason to have to come back and do anything of cobra mm-hmm. kai uh, but it's yep. like it, when it's a good show, I mean, presumably actors want to come back and work with you and see that their characters are still being handled well. Yeah. Well, and I think that maybe speaks to the quality of the show and how how it handles the cast, because yeah. I get the sense that the cast actually does have genuine chemistry and like mm-hmm. they sure. like each other. And well, like Hawk and Tori are dating, right? I think Aww. so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of these people seem to be actual friends with each other and that goes a long way. You can see on some shows and some movies where the cast does not like each other. And, yeah. Um, it, I think it speaks to the quality of this production that they managed to find people who um, really do get along with each other. And, and even the older cast, um, you know, some of these people didn't have to go and see each other after 40 years and get along, but they seem to fit in like, like a glove after that amount of time. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's like, if you, I don't like follow any of the cast on Instagram or whatever, but like their videos show up sometimes. Cause I, you know, uh, you're in the algorithm. Yeah. I'm in the algorithm. And, uh, like I've seen pictures of them just like hanging out. It looks like, like it might be on set or whatever, but they were just like, it was some video that I think, um, Sam, the actress who plays mm-hmm. Sam took of them. Like they were playing some sort of game, but it was just like all the kid cast hanging out around a couch. Like, Oh, just chilling and they were playing a game and it was like the kid who plays Hawk and the, the kid who plays Tori doing something. And it was like one of the, I don't know. It looked like some sort of youth group ass game that you would play in a big group, but it was just like, Oh, they do like hang out and genuinely like, like being near each other and spending time outside of just having to act with each other. Like no one seems like there's any animosity between any of them, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I just feel like with all these stories you're hearing about Bill Murray being a jerk and all that kind of stuff, it's just, I always kind of felt like there was something going on with that guy behind the scenes. I mean, there's always been stories anyway about him being an asshole, but it's just nice to see people, like, get along with each other and know that Hollywood isn't all a bunch of, like, cutthroat people. And people talk about, obviously, you know... um, Ralph Macchio and uh, the actor plays Johnny, like mm-hmm. how like they're really good actual father figures to the younger cast. And yeah. I think that that really does go and show up on screen and it's nice to see it. Yeah. Well, and Cove too, like I've heard a lot of the yeah. kids who are like, man, Cove's like the best. Like I love hanging mm-hmm. out with that guy. So that's cool too, that he's not just like grumpy old actor. <laughs> like I, I feel <laughs> right. like a lot of grumpy old actors are. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he's got nice things to say about the kids in the mm-hmm. interviews that I've seen. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it's a pretty like talented cast overall. I'd love to see them in other things as mm-hmm. well. Um, just to go and spoil some of the conversations that we've been having, you know, and text messages, but like MJ, you know, you and I were like, these, these people should be in more stuff in general. Yep. And they've been, they've been neglected. I mean, even the kids, obviously, you know, you got um, Zolo, the character or the kid who plays Miguel. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the Blue Beetle show, but that kid's really talented too. Um, you know, the kids also could, I could see in other things. So um, I'm excited to see where like the future of this cast lies. Yeah. Um, I mean, my big thing that I've been banging the drum on since the beginning is like, I want freaking, what's his name? Jacob Bertrand Hawk. I want him in an action movie when he gets older so bad. Like, I think he's a really good yeah. 
action actor. I think he's got he's in, he's in crazy shape, and um, he clearly like of the kids. I think he's the one who was like, "Oh, I'm into this." Like, made it mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. hobby on top yeah, of yeah. you know something he has to do for his show. Like, he's he's a really good martial artist, and I think he's only getting better each season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, all of them actually. They're all the fight choreography from the kids this season was crazy good. Yeah, yeah, no, like the the fights at the end were pretty compelling. Um, and from the kids' side anyway. I mean, yeah. the adult side, it, the the drama of it is what made it compelling. Um, obviously, I think bringing on Chosen was a good call because yeah. he kind of filled in because he actually could, I think, perform some of that stuff more convincingly. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the. I think uh, of the kids, um, you know, obviously the actor who plays Hawk is, has the most intensity, but they've all like leveled up quite a bit. And so it's, it's good to see, um, them stepping up and kind of filling in the roles where initially I think the highlight was kind of seeing Johnny kick ass like the Mm -hmm. first season. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but now, and you know, also when him and Danny would team up or something like that, but now it's clearly like in the kids' hands. And, uh, I like that. I like that, you know, this is the kind of proper handoff or baton pass type show where mm. I am totally comfortable with the new generation, like handling most things on this show now. And that's, that's a rare che- a feat to go and achieve a lot of other type of things. It's like, I like the old cast more still. Like, why are we focused yeah. on these newbies? I don't care. about. Yeah. No, the transition's definitely been graceful in like in, in all aspects. Cause as the kids are getting more mature as characters, it's like, they're also taking on the responsibility of having more of the fighting, having everything. And it's, it's been done really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and just more of the dramatic possibilities, you know, with Miguel mm-hmm. dealing with his dad, for example, yeah. um, you know, other things like that, where they, they actually are becoming more adults as the show goes on. I mean, a lot of them are already adults in real yeah. life. Um, yeah, but, most of this cast is, cast is like pushing 30. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another reason why I need to go and wrap it up soon. Um, but in general, this is like a group of characters that I enjoy spending my time with. And yeah. uh, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you guys have anything else on Cobra Kai season five? Uh, no, other than I'm looking forward to the next one. Hopefully they get started soon. I also am, but I do have to bring up because I had texted MJ when it happened. I hated the stupid water park thing. I was, that was so dumb. annoyed that they're like, "All right, guys, it's a race," and I was like, "This is not a race." Like, <laughs> what did I text MJ? It's like, the, what were we proving that gravity is going to pull on one kid faster? And yeah. then it was like they poked a hole in his inner tube. But I was, I was just watching that. I was like, "This is stupid." I was it like, was "Let's go contrived. back to breaking kids' arms in a in a laser tag thing." Yeah. But, Apart apart from that, no, it was, it was a good season. Watch it, uh, season six. Yeah, normally I would be dreading having another season of television to watch uh, because usually they're handled poorly, but I think this will actually be really good. And hopefully it will be the last, not because it's a bad show, but because I think it's leading towards that and its time has come. Yeah, yeah. my uh, season five Cobra Kai season six hot take is I'm more excited to watch Cobra Kai wrap up than I am Stranger Things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ooh. same actually. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you completely. Yep. Yeah, um, I I'm, I liked this last season of Stranger Things, but those last two episodes were so long. Um, mm-hmm. And I like, I actually am really interested to see like how they wrap that up too. Like, I think it, it has also has the potential to be really good. And it actually, like I said on our episode, that season brought me back in on a show I thought I was kind of out of, um, which Mm -hmm. was nice. But this one, like, really brought me back in in a way I didn't expect it to at all. Like, it was just, it was so much sharper. It just looked a lot slicker. It was just, it was better to look at, I feel like. Mm. Yeah, I think you saw the Netflix money in this one. Yep. Mm. 
Yeah, it didn't look like Degrassi anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously they even had um, John, uh, Terry opening up his own dojos, and so the, the, all the dojos kind of got a big uh, facelift as well this season. Those made so... me laugh every time, by the way. I don't know why. It just <laughs> They're always so made extra. Me laugh. Yeah, it there was, was like Dr. Evil layers. Yeah, it was, it was the exact type of dojo that type of guy would open. <laughs> yep, yep. Just like the um, Elon Muskification of Cobra Kai was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, so yeah, I, I felt like you could tell you could tell the production design um, leveled up a little bit in between yep. seasons, which was cool. Yep, good season. Uh, you guys have anything to plug? Uh, I mean, other than my books, The Ashen Prophecy, um, available on Amazon and Audible, as well as uh, The Aurora War, which is on Amazon. Um, both of them are also on Kindle, and check them out. Nice. Missy? I got nothing. Go read this guy's stuff and listen to this guy's stuff. Watch The Sopranos. I was pointing respectively at both of you. Yeah, watch The Sopranos. Watch this 20-year-old show. Thank it's you. actually pretty good, guys. I don't know if you've heard of it. I mean, I just started watching it for the first time this year as well, so... It's so good! It's real good. I need to finish it. I didn't finish season one, but not for lack of interest. It's just hard for me to watch TV. That's fair. Yeah. It's really good, though. Best first season of television I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It's bomb. Um, yep uh yeah uh let's jobs for a minute is my other podcast um talking about spielberg movies what's out right now temple of doom no temple of doom is not out at time of release et is the most recent episode we did which i have a hot take on apparently um so if you want to hear me talk about how et is just okay uh you can listen to that episode um other than that, pretty quiet. I haven't guested on anything recently, which is actually kind of good. <laughs> and I was <laughs> I was burning the candle at both ends podcast wise there. So uh, yeah, um, let's jaws. You were for like a burning the menorah. There was like eight guests a day or whatever. Like, it was oh, I am on these five different ones. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the end of summer got real dumb. Uh, I have one guest spot booked for December sometime uh, that won't be out until the new year. So. That's the only thing on my calendar um, as far as guesting. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll be back sooner rather than later. We'll probably be back in a week to talk about something spooky. Um, yep, because I want that out before Halloween. Be weird to put it out after Halloween, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, until next time, Terry Silver's the bad guy. There you go. Karate's the bad guy.